two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 37, the Drax Express. That's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> With me today is Sret and Savage. What's up, Sret? Hi. Yeah, and we got a very special guest in the studio today, a uh, local professional wrestler by the name of Drex O'Dell. How's it going, y'all? What's up, man? The Manchester Hooligan. Yeah, that's right. Manchester Hooligan. Yeah, it's good to have you in the studio. Uh, did you know you are our first actual wrestler? Uh, yeah, like uh, as we were talking about before we started recording, I'd, uh, I've been catching up on all the episodes, and uh, I'm honored and a little bit uh, frightened for you all for me to be the first one. So <laughs> You are kind of frightening with your stature. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we appreciate you listening to everything, man. You obviously enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. Cool, I like that. Yeah. That's what that's what we go for, you know. Give a little bit. Um, yeah. So, give us a little bit of background on where you're from, where you've been, and where you're going. Um, well, you know, uh, kind of established it once before on uh, another show. Um, born in the UK, Manchester. Sex Pistols fan. Uh, well, who isn't at this point, right? <laughs> One album's all you need, if apparently, if you do it well, right? <laughs> One album's all they did. <laughs> Uh, yep, grew up in the United States, um, actually in Northwest Indiana, and uh, that's been about it. I didn't start training until I was at the ripe old age of 32. Nice, you got that DDP thing going on. Well, we'll see about all that. <laughs> I don't see world champion in my future at the moment. But Neither we'll did see. David Arquette, but look what happened. Uh, this is true, but I'm sure he also didn't see his uh, throat almost being sliced over by Nick Gage. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to give the guy credit, man, coming out and doing his thing. Like he's yeah. actually putting the time in and all that. So, yeah, it is weird. It's it's weird to see that guy and like really now. I mean, as 
it's hard to knock him because he's an actor, but he he loves professional wrestling, man. It's, it's you know, I like I'm a big fan of like Jim Cornette. I listen to his podcast oh, yeah. all the time too, both of them. And uh, <clears throat> I know he's not the greatest fan of David Arquette, and he absolutely hated Ready to Rumble, but it's still one of my favorite movies to sit down and watch for the hell of it with some of the guys at the locker room. It is good. I always follow it up with Eight-Legged Freaks. Eight-Legged Freaks is a fantastic (laughs) movie. Freaks! Starting Carrie Werher. Yeah, no, and (laughs) we got into it. Yeah. (laughs) What was her name, too? It was like one of her first movies, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she played the uh, teenage daughter, right? Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, she did. She was the one. uh, She played with. Her boyfriend was a dude on the the dirt bikes, and they were getting attacked. Yeah, that's right. She also played with my teenage heart. Oh. (laughs) Hey, man, it was Angelina Jolie from me in 1995 when I first saw her in Hackers, so. Oh, yeah, me too. And then what was that other movie where she was a, a lesbian? Gia. No. Oh, yep. that was yep. good. Yep. That was Naked all the time. She, yep. You said, oh, has she been in multiple movies? Playing yeah, what was it? It was like uh, the... I keep wanting to say Girl Next Door or something, but it wasn't that. No, it was it something was, like uh, that. Something with Winona Ryder and she... Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah right. I didn't ever actually see it, but I think she was... Uh, she, I'll never guess it because Girl Next Door stuck <laughs> in my head. I know, Speaking right? Speaking of Girl Next Door, I just started rewatching 24 and Alicia Cuthbert is in... Uh, oh, played Jack Bauer's oh, daughter. Yeah. 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 Bow to me splendidly. <laughs> uh, so let's go over a little bit of your history as far sure. as like where, where you've been locally. Um, like what local promotions have you worked for? Um, well, I started training at ACW down in DeMond, Indiana. I'm uh, sorry, your accent sounded like you said ECW? Hey, Acme, <laughs> Acme Championship. Damn wrestling. Brits. <laughs> sorry. But uh, yeah, I started training down there. Um, I've worked for uh, PWK. Um, they're based mostly out of like, uh, Southern Michigan, North central Indiana. They used to do some shows in Valpo at the Moose Lodge and uh, Indiana and all that. So, um, I wrestled there. I used to wrestle at fire pro for a long time until they uh, shut the doors last year, unfortunately. And, uh, locally this past, this year I worked four or five shows for ARW. Yeah. uh, With Chano. Yep. With Chano and all those gentlemen over there. We're hoping to get them on. So Chano, if you're listening. Yep. What the hell? Come on, bro. <laughs> we are waiting. Uh, <laughs> um, also, um, I haven't been there yet, uh, but I, it's, I'm not sure exactly when, but in 2019, I'll be starting over at Backbreaker, which they're uh, nice. running Griffith. most of the shows in Griffith. Yeah, at St. Mary Hildebrand Hall. So, are they, uh, Do they have something to do with, what is it, Creative Comics? Yeah, um, Jim Rohn, uh, the yeah. uh, owner of Creative Comics, is one of the biggest sponsors. has been sponsoring it since the beginning. Super nice guy, yeah, too. He is, man. and the gentleman who started it up... Uh, Used to uh, not only wrestle and perform at ARW and uh, Fire Pro before mm-hmm. I started at any of those places. Uh, he also used to book a little bit back and forth between the two companies. Uh, you know, at, I don't know when the timeline actually lined up, but uh, Cade Lee uh, started okay. the company up, and uh, it's his baby, and just hit the, has had the anniversary show this past October. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good to see a lot of local promotions yep. around here doing and the shit. <laughs> as far as other local stuff, I think that's pretty much it up here. Um, I do uh, NGW, New Generation Wrestling, based in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Um, and I've, I think, oh, um, did New Era once down in Shelbyville as well. I'm trying to get in with my tag team. If we can back up a little bit, because um, before we went on a couple of days ago, I, I was talking on the phone yeah. trying to feel you out, you know, and uh, you, you told me a little story about you and uh, Tommy Dreamer at Fire Pro Wrestling. Oh, it was actually ARW this year. Was yeah, that, that was AR? ARW? That was ARW? Yeah, okay, was my at, bad. Uh, Headlock and Hunger this year. Um, <laughs> very hot day. Uh, yes. I wrestled a match against uh, the then ARW uh, heavyweight champion, which was Max Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, working some stuff with the uh, the family. 
Ivan Manson. Uh, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but Ivan Manson was uh, separated from the family for a while, and uh, now they're I back was, together. Yeah, now they're back together. They pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. So, but uh, <clears throat> we went out there, and uh, after um, my match with Max Holiday, the main event was going to be uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer versus uh, uh, Ivan Manson in a like a hardcore match. I think is pretty much what it was. Right. We came out and attacked the two of them, and we went to go leave, and then they challenged us. To a tag team tornado tag team uh, match, and hardcore. And it's like, oh no, you know, we're done. We've already done what we did. We ruined yeah. the main event of the show. You're doing heel shit. And then they came and attacked us and uh, went and fought outside of the ring. The asphalt was extremely hot, and oh, then it was like ninety something degrees that day. I'd already wrestled one match. I was sweating like crazy. I think I drank by the end of the day because I had two more matches down in Crawford's uh, Lafayette later that night. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, what's down in Lafayette? NGW occasionally runs some shows. We did one at the. Uh, Oh man, I can't remember if it's a Legion or a. I think it might have been Eagles. Okay. Um, but went out there and then ended up turning into the tornado tag match. Um, Tommy Dreamer threw a fifty-five gallon trash can at my face. <laughs> In the face. <laughs> Knocked my catch. <laughs> catch his uh, catch can. Sure can. Uh, I believe uh, threaten that is actually what he said to me. He said, "Here, catch and bam, double <laughs> overhand like Donkey Kong throwing it at Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed me right square in the forehead and the bridge of my nose. Uh, I'm sorry. Landed on my ass and my back right on the asphalt. And I'm telling you, it was. It was hey, that's why he's the innovator <laughs> of violence. Still, exactly. Yeah, um, but that was like it was just, uh, surreal. I mean, I've been in the ring a couple times. I've been choke slammed by Abyss a few times. Nice, uh, twice in one night at Fire Pro, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, great just, guy. Yeah, he is fantastic. He's a nice man. Taking fireball choke shots with him. a little bit, but uh, it's good they couldn't get you with just one choke slam. Oh well, my tag team partner at the time made me look like a midget. So I'm sorry, a, a dwarf. I apologize. That might be <laughs> not politically. No, I mean I think they still use that. You know, we you don't. Know, we don't fucking little, care. It's a little person. Well, it depends. Yeah. I mean, you ask Hornswoggle, and he said, "No, man, that's how I make my money." So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Or at yeah. least some of the other. Hey, hashtag midget stream. equals money. <laughs> I don't know. Like Bischoff said, hey. controversy creates cash. Yep. Midgets equal money. There you go. He said all that? <laughs> yeah. Sounds Bischoff. Like, sounds like something you'd say. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did the controversy thing. Yeah, he didn't say the midget thing. That was mine. I, might have to go, I was going to say, I might have to go back and listen to his, uh, if it was a 38 weeks or whatever the hell the name of his podcast is. 83 weeks. 83 weeks. There you go. Yeah. I like that, though. It's it's a cool name because that's how long they dominated WWF back in the day. It's a good name. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, so uh, yeah. you needed. Uh, five choke slams to be put down. <laughs> <laughs> put that fucking down! And then what happened? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, that was the end of it for me with Abyss that night. Uh, that so night. he got the dub? Uh, he, yeah. He you should have been like, hey, man, you're coming into my territory, motherfucker. You think just because you're Impact Hall of Famer, you I can mean, fucking walk in on my shit? I drag so down! He, he pulled my manager in front of him and uh, got out of it, and I ended up clotheslining my what? manager and... Yeah, my tag team partner, uh, Xavier Mustafa, who's up in Wisconsin. Is he a sympathizer to some sort of uh, terrorist activity? Uh, not that I know of. He's right. a gigantic, sure. scary man, though. I mean, the two of us came out as a combined 700 pounds. <laughs> oh, and man, you guys time, are like the big boss man, Nakeem. <laughs> and at the time, I was 295 of it. Now I'm like nice. 320 of it, but you know. Whew. Yeah. Don't fuck with Drexel. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, the summer was uh, was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, after I got done with that match, after getting the trash can smashed across my face and all that by Tommy Dreamer, I ended up taking a stunner from Ivan Manson into a cutter from Dreamer. So, nice. you know, to get out of character for a little bit, it was like, I mean, there's the only thing that could have been more of a dream would be like you stone, stone Cold 
yeah. Steve Austin, you know, giving me a stun. Oh, or, man, or, that's a know, wet dream. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's that's great. Shout out to Stone Cold. Yep. He just had a birthday recently, too. It's yep. weird because him, Trish Stratus, and RVD all have birthdays on the same day. It's yep. like, what do you do? It's, and two I, of those guys we did episodes on. Yeah. They did. I just was listening to that the other day. And Trish, she used to be the dish. She's still a dish. I mean, yeah. Know. It's just you could tell it's like there's been some altercations. And, and alterations. You know what <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I was kind of altercations well yeah i'm sure there was some fighting backstage i meant i meant to say that you mean to tell me you don't think linda mcmahon got some action back on her and beat the hell out of her after i'd have gave her some action yeah i was just gonna say that i was i'd have gave her some action (laughs) linda she's in the president's (laughs) cabinet now you know we got a wwe hall of famer running this country it's very beautiful very positive very good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well that's cool man uh yeah, yeah the tommy dreamer you, so no dreamer drivers no nothing uh he went to pick me up for it and um because i'm big and as he puts it i'm old yeah and out of shape he got me about halfway up and went oh he oh, is back have, he set me right back down the, uh <laughs> have you seen any of the edge and christian show no man i, I don't have the network anymore I don't. Uh, well i'm glad you don't yeah. like i said i i <laughs> I can't seem to unsubscribe. I, I just forget I have it, and then it's on my Xbox, and I'm bored, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll watch this. But I actually checked out season two, and it's yeah. it's really cool. And what they're doing now, um, dude, there's a lot of references to like what's going on just in the whole wrestling world outside yeah. of WWE. They had Tommy Dreamer. They did what was called the Moonies. It was like a spoof on the Goonies, but with Sean Mooney, and they're oh, looking wow. for his pants member. <laughs> They'd be like, well, let's take it to Sean Mooney, and Bobby the Brain always be like, who? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why I loved it, but I just still to this day, I can't get that out of my brain. The That's who? awesome. Um, so they're looking for Mooney's pants, and Dreamer shows up outside, and he's Chunk. Of all people, they're like, you got to do the Dreamer <laughs> shuffle or whatever the hell it is they called it. And he lifts his shirt up, dude. Dreamer's got some fucking double Ds, dude, like straight up. He's no disrespect, because I love Tommy, but it was and weird. Double D's. I've never seen him without a shirt unless it was like early, early ECW, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, so he does that thing, and like he blows like a fart and does some other weird shit, <laughs> and they they go about their business. Carlito ends up showing up in the episode, and they're like, Carlito, you got this boat? And he's like, where'd you get this boat? He's like, well... I'm no, I'm no young buck, but there's a lot of money to be made in the indies. And I'm just like, <laughs> I mark out for that shit, yeah, yeah. you know, especially in WWE, because it's like, dude, that's how influential those guys are. That they're they got well, just the fact that Vince obviously didn't like see that ahead of time and doesn't right. control that much. Like I know he does the live show stuff, you know, TV, but I mean, they have fun in the house shows. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, they get to goof around a little bit here and there. So uh, just the fact that he let that slide onto his own network. Oh, yeah, guys, dude. You know and there's I mean? a lot of little digs that they throw. Uh, just, I mean, as a wrestling fan, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you're going to catch him on. You're yeah. just going to sit there with a chub-chub. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I like the move. Never mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty cool to see all that stuff. So, um. Oh, look at this guy. Uh, going back to what you were saying about uh, the Abyss match, because I want to touch on that a little bit, because Abyss is a super, super cool guy. Um, you have any interaction with him after the match or anything? Other? Uh, yeah, before the match, uh, I, well, when he was at uh, Fire Pro, both of the times that I was on the show with him, he did uh, two different seminars. Um, so got to sit in and talk about the business side of things and then a little bit of, uh, you know, um, Drills and all that stuff, and right. the other one. 
afterwards, I I was a little bit late to my cue to come in and attack him. Uh, you know, again, going out of character and everything in kayfabe here, but mm-hmm. um, I got a little bit chastised for it. But unfortunately, oh, yeah. I didn't at the time. I didn't uh, know how to react to it because he was facing the direction I was going to be coming in, and right. I didn't want to, you know, blow everything because I was supposed to be not seen by the ref. The next time, I hit the ring a little slower than he expected. So when we got downstairs, I mean, and I, I quote you, <laughs> and I quote, "Dude, you're going to be late to your own funeral." And <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I felt bad, but at the same, you know, time, you should have told him though. It's like Abyss, I love you, but that new mask sucks. Well, you know, he'll think it looked like doo doo on your face. I think boy. he was still wearing one of the older classic <laughs> ones at the time. I actually saw was him. At, he? I saw him at AW uh, a few months later and everything, and uh, we joked around, and had a big hug and everything, and nice talk. So yeah. Speaking of AAW, I mean, you you catch a couple of those events, right? Whenever I get a chance to. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of time they've been when they do their shows. I've either got bookings when they're close and they're in Marionette Park, and then uh, you know sometimes I uh, I end up. Uh, you know, like I'm not going to travel all the way out to LaSalle. You know, yeah, it's, that's it's a, a drive, drive, man. That's I couldn't do it. Yeah, most of the time when I time I come home from work and all that stuff, it's just kind of like you know the shoot job. It's not super taxing or anything like that, but mm. just the drive back. I work in Illinois, right, and live over you know in Indiana, so driving back can be a little bit of a hassle. You know, oh, I feel you. 94 You never know when the traffic's going to start. If it's going to start at like Klein Avenue, if it's going to be all the way backed up to Fifty Seven. You know, I don't deal with the traffic, so. but I work out in Wanata. There's a lot of backwoods people. You'd swear the Wyatt family was out there. <laughs> I work a lot down in the Bradley area. I was down in uh, Moments and oh, so you deal with like shit. LAX? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I saw a uh, and I, there's a Facebook page for it and everything. I, I saw a lifted four wheel drive Lincoln limo. You don't just drive a Lincoln because you want to <laughs> drive a Lincoln. So I saw that and said, I'm like, what? In the- <laughs> what, what uh, over the summer, uh, downtown Hobart, we got the lakefront down here. Um, there was a guy who had a, man, I don't even know what it was. It might have been a Lincoln, but it was a Charlotte Hornets decked out Charlotte Hornets ride. I mean, it was so ridiculous. It was sitting on dubs. It looked nice as hell. Was was the driver wearing the quintessential starter jacket from the 80s? I, no, the, I could have swore that the person driving this car was a slickster. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only person who should have been driving this car. Probably, probably yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, was the rev slick. Um, but you look at this car, and, it, and it's, dude, it's got the logo on the hood, and this thing's all airbrushed and decked out. It's got the purple and teal or aqua whatever you want to call it and then like i'll go and look on the other side i was like man this car's dope as hell and you look on the other side it's all like smashed up. Oh. <laughs> like, what kind of what the hell <laughs> oh my god that's my mean gene i can't really do them that good nobody but. will notice if he just drives around everybody in circles all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. walk around in circles <laughs> I'm gonna take that's, every chance I get. That's can. the second time I've had a soul coughing reference pop up, and it's been that exact same one. I sang it to somebody last weekend. <laughs> It'll happen, man. I'm a music guy, so when when people say any like word or phrase oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that I know is in a song, it's gonna it's gonna come out. And sometimes it may be right out of the left field, but there you go. I didn't catch you off guard with the soul coughing. Oh, no, definitely not. No. <laughs> nice. Um, so what do you got? You got any big plans for 2019 as far as you got any shows booked? Um, yeah, I mean, my home fed, um, ACW, uh, we usually t- we take January off and we tend to take June and July off just because it's a little bit harder for us to draw. We right. do a lot. Of, most of our shows are small. Really? In June and July? Believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, it's the schools. We tend to do a lot of like elementary schools. The mm-hmm. owner is a uh, gym teacher at uh, the elementary school system down there. It bounces between all three schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
Jimmy Holmes uh, tries to set up a lot of like fundraiser type shows. Sometimes they do it for Jasper County Animal Control. Um, they nice. do like a camping trip at Lincoln Elementary every year. You know, we do stuff for the Mott Boxing Club because that's where we train at, and we pretty much help keep that going. Right. There's a lot of kids that uh, may not be able to fade, uh, afford typical gym dues mm-hmm. for boxing because I mean, let's face it, it's about the same cost as a regular gym or a good quality gym. Oh yeah, want to work out every month. So a lot of what we do helps them stay afloat. They're a charity essentially. They're that's cool, man. C three and all that. So that's pretty much most of what that is. Um, we've got a show. We do a couple of small shows a year in the boxing club. It's like maybe 65, 75 people can fit in there comfortably. Is it the ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball? <laughs> <laughs> There's no thunder lips going on in there. No. Um, but uh, we, I think as of right now, I believe it is February 8th. I don't know what we're doing in Jeff March yet. Um, I do know that we have two of our bigger shows that are big fundraisers, one for Hebron Middle School and uh, one for uh, Franklin Elementary in uh, Hammond, which okay. we do over, I can't remember the name of the school in Whiting now, the high school, but uh, I can't think of it. Whiting High School. <laughs> We're just going to go with that, but yeah, it's technically in the Hammond School System, I think, but oh. it's like right on the edge of Whiting and all that, so okay. um, we're going to be doing that again this April, and then in May, I think we're doing one, maybe two shows that we normally do. Uh, Lake Village Elementary is one of the schools that Jimmy teaches at, so we started doing shows there, and it's like your old school, really small elementary school gymnasium with a stage, Nice, which is really dangerous to walk down, Yeah, that's oh, yeah. the only way to get out. That's our locker room up there, so... yeah. But, hey, uh, I seen uh, Ethan Page yep. beat Jordan Grace for the Black Label Pro title on the stage. Oh yeah, it's yep. nice. But uh, as far as that goes, uh, just the typical stuff. MGW, me and my tag team partner TK Zero, uh, Pinnacle FC down there. Um, we're still the champions down there. We've got nice. Throw throw them blessings yep. and shout outs to your partner. <laughs> but uh, we got uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. So um, and I'm I'm trying. Uh, I think I'm going to be trying to make my way into Backbreaker this uh, this fall or this spring, I should say. So we'll see how that Get goes. Get her done. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Yep. So how long have you been, I mean, obviously, you know, you being a wrestler, and everybody who's a wrestler, for the most part, I would say a good 95 percentile, were, grew up and were huge fans. Yeah. Is that the case with you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. What, uh, you know, let the JP Wu know, for those out there listening, what, what were some of your inspirations and some of your favorite characters and wrestlers from when you were younger? I can go back. Some of my earliest memories, aside from the uh, 1985 Chicago Bears winning the <laughs> oh, Super Bowl. Oh, man. It's one of my earliest Double memories. Short. <laughs> Love the 85 Bears. You just give me a punk, uh, I was about to be. I was about to turn four. So, uh, yeah, I was a little bit a little bit of a young lad. Surprising I can remember it. But uh, I, uh, my grandfather um, on my other side, um, who I get my last name, Odell. His name was Odell. Barney Odell. <laughs> um, he... Used to get a lot of the WWF stuff. Uh, we would watch a lot of that when it was on. Do you so, miss the WWF? It's an- Are you? Have, let me ask you this because, and this is not to cut you off, but yeah, I, I thought well, of this question ahead. as you're talking. I've never asked this, but this is a damn good question, in my opinion. Are you finally comfortable with calling it WWE? Yeah, you know what? It, it never really affected me. To really? Be honest with you. It didn't affect me because I look at it, it's the same thing. You know, it, yeah. it really essentially is. I mean, if you go back and look at the way some of the stuff was booked, even in the 80s, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit different. 
Uh, right, right. They approached it like it was a real thing, but once the whole steroid scandal was breaking out, yeah, and once to, uh, Duggan in the made... sheet got caught with a uh, bunch of yeah. paraphernalia and, and then cocaine. I, I'm telling you right now, kayfabe was not dead to me until this. Maybe it was two years ago when I went to Great America and I saw Sylvester and Tweety hugging and taking pictures with people together. <laughs> That's when kayfabe died for me. Okay. All right. No, uh, I grew up. Before it fucking fast. They fought. <laughs> the cat's oh. out of the bag. I, I think I might even have made a, p- a post on Facebook and took a picture like, this is it. I'm done. Oh, man. <laughs> no, oh. I, I grew up. I remember watching a lot of Macho Man and Ricky Ooh, Steve. Oh, did somebody <laughs> just call out the Macho Man? Yeah, did and, it. Uh, uh, of course, Hulk Hogan, which I had oh, that Wrestle man. Buddy pillow of. Uh, I Hogan. still have it. I used to do pile drivers off the uh, fourth step at my parents' house. Nice. Landing right on my butt. I was just going to say, how bad did that hurt your ass? <laughs> I felt fine. I, I didn't start getting injured until I started actually wrestling. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I grew up watching a lot of it. I took some time off for a while and I I, uh, I started getting involved and in watching it again with, during the kind of like the early stages of the Monday Night Wars. Okay. Um, I would tape one of the shows on my VCR in my bedroom and watch the other one downstairs mm. you know, on TV, flip back and forth between it, you know, commercial breaks anyway, when I was just to kind of keep up with everything. But uh, I think at that time I was kind of torn between WCW and WWF. Right. Um, NWO era versus Attitude era. Yeah. I mean, I the only pay-per-view I ever ordered and made sure I paid and all that stuff my own money for it was Super Brawl 8 and that was to nice. watch Sting take on Hogan and finally win you know the, the right. big old belt again um, I was bought and sold in on all that oh, stuff oh are you with Starcade? Is it, or no is it? Super Brawl 8 oh okay yeah, Super Brawl Super Brawl 8 yep okay yeah specifically that one I mean it was I think that's when he actually won and he got screwed out of it at the other one I can't remember exactly how that went but that was mm-hmm. like the only time I ever ordered a pay-per-view when I was a kid had all my friends over in the basement and all that stuff, nice. watching it and all that. But uh, yeah, then I took some more time off of it because it was, you know, college and soccer still playing. And uh, did you ever get wrapped up in any of the ECW action going on? I back watched then? it one day, caught it late on TV. To think like everybody else did the first time. Yeah, after like, like Man Cow TV or something, it would come on yeah. <laughs> the hardcore what is TV. Going on right now? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I did watch a little bit of it then. I didn't get to see as much of that, but uh, yeah. it was it was definitely like for the time. I think that was like the nirvana per se to pro wrestling you know yeah. that was that was the anti they were the the punks of the wrestling world they were yeah. the guys that are like hey we're doing these storylines that are so out of this world and super crazy and but based somewhat in reality you know where wwf was still you know before the attitude era they were still floundering around with guys like duke the dumpster drosy and man he was just on stone cold's podcast this week mike drosy last week yeah yeah he's really yep. i talked to him on facebook he's a really cool dude yep. So no disrespect, but it's it, you know the booking back then. It was like the the comic book gimmick didn't work. You know they yeah. that's why WCW was pounding them into the dust. With they had the NWO coming out, it was like super like fresh and like it had like this gangbanger vibe to yep. it. You know like mafia also vibe. Yep. Like it's like wow, this is and at the time and you can never ever I think duplicate that situation no, because it's when, too organic. Even though There's you no knew way. wrestling. Was you know we don't say the f word yeah on JP Dub but you knew wrestling there was something going on yeah yeah something that made you itch and it's like well this ain't quite right but uh <laughs> you knew there was something going on you still once Scott Hall I remember I will never forget saw seeing him walking out on Nitro like through the, the crowd I'm like what the hell's Razor Ramon doing there yeah. like because back then there's like no internet no dirt sheets no Twitter and spoilers all that like there is nowadays yeah. I mean it was 
a time where you could believe it's like, okay, I know what wrestling is, but is something really going on here? And then when Nash came and then when Hogan revealed himself, it was like, well, and then he, they took it a step further. When they sold their merchandise, they didn't sell it at the booths at the shows. They sold them out of a van in yeah. the parking lot. Like, it yeah, was a, dude, it was yeah, like it was the guy making the uh, the when Metallica went on tour back in for ninety five, right. ninety six. The first time I ever got to see him on the load tour. I know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I actually give me fuel, give me fire, give me that what you desire. Oh, yeah. I, I actually really like both those albums. It's just a fact. Not that Metallica bad, did it. At the time, it was like, like what the it, yeah. what the hell? But uh, no, I mean, like it's like it's some. You know, knockoff T-shirt maker. You know, where yeah. world world is misspelled on a long sleeve shirt. They sold that. It says W O R T L D. World <laughs> tour, world tour. I guess I don't know. How, yeah, but like they did it. They they took it to that level. It's the same thing I respect about Jericho so much. The guy takes his oh, heel man. character stuff so he is killing it right now. I just watched yeah. today the uh, uh, interview and the situation he had with uh, Naito. Yep. At the and, press conference, oh, yeah. dude, it's so great, and he's—I just love—he's, dude, he's super like evil, like yeah. in New Japan. Well, and when he when he does heel work at WWE, he doesn't allow them to sell any merchandise. When him and when him and a big show were a tag team, yeah, show was like mad at him because they could not—he would would not allow a shirt to be made for their tag team. It's funny you say that because you know? uh, Butchman Lee, who uh, frequently appears yeah. on the JP Dub, um. Still to this day, I think the last time we had him on a show, he was talking about how man Jericho's a real dick. Like, I'm like, dude, you're getting played, man. That's how good he is. He's not a dick. He's good. I've met so him, I met him at later. Valpo, and he wouldn't sign any of the autographs for the kids and this, this, and that. And I'm like, was he heel? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. that's just the way he is. I met him. Uh, I've actually seen Fozzie a few times. Really? And, uh, yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I no, actually, I'm just messing with They're you. actually entertaining live. I, I like their music for the most part, but like some of the some of the newer stuff. Stuck Mojo. Didn't he just take over Stuck Mojo? Uh it's yeah, essentially. It's kind of what happened. I think they had like well, they just actually went back on a tour with their original uh vocalist. Really? Yeah, and like uh last year I think they did a little bit like a new EP or something, and I think they went out on the mini tour too. But um yeah, I mean Rich Ward is an amazing guitarist and songwriter and you know, some of the music the the last album I'm not a huge, huge fan of, mm. but I saw them when uh, Sin and Bones came out. Okay, and they were playing at Uproar. And I think is that the was... one that had uh, Judas on it? The no, one that used? was uh, Judas the is ones? the most recent one. Okay, yeah, um, Uproar. When they played that one, when Sin and Bones came out, it had uh, I forgot the name of the song, but uh, M Shadows from uh, Avenged Sevenfold's on there. Mm-hmm. Talk about a guy I can't really get into his vocals too much. I'm just not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Avenged Sevenfold. Though, Me neither. So. I'm pissed they use the same vocal trainer as Chris Cornell because I love Chris Cornell. Yeah, well, like, what's what's M Shadows' excuse then? <laughs> I don't know. Just kidding, just kidding. I don't like him. But no, it's uh like I've met him a couple of times and he was totally pleasant in that, but that's he's not doing his wrestling thing. It's like you see yeah. some of the clips and people are mad. It's like, first of all, if you see half these people out like I've met a couple just on the street. I met John Cena while he was filming twelve rounds in, in New Orleans. Nice. I met uh Titus O'Neill. He walked by so quick. <laughs> Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. They slide under the ring. No, man, this is... Okay, so do you remember their old manager who used to constantly talk on the earpiece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's almost as annoying as Leo Rush is right now. Oh, God, he's so... Leo Rush is so annoying right now, dude. It's perfect. Let me tell you about 
Bobby Lashley. <laughs> He's got that. Oh, man. But uh, it was my first live WWE event I ever went to in my entire life was when I was 30. Wow, I, really? Yeah, man. You know, it was just like, wow. never went for a while. When I was younger, when I was a huge fan, it's like, dad worked at the mills, got laid mm. off all the time. You know, that's the way it was. Yeah, we yeah. Didn't always have the money to go. Right. So I went out to Vegas for a buddy's 30th birthday, and we got tickets to Monday Night Raw at uh, Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. And within two minutes of being there, I got text messages left and right and Facebook posts like, oh my God, we see you guys on TV. I'm like, I'm in like the 20th row. Like, how do you see me up here? You know, but... um that was like my first time going and like Titus was there and we were just kind of walking around like the Margaritaville casino or whatever the hell it's called. And all of a sudden he walked by so quick, like, and he's tall <laughs> and he's jacked, like beyond belief. I'm like, yeah, is that, yeah. Is that Terry Crews? <laughs> he walked by so quick. I'm like, no, no, it was Titus. I'm like, Oh no, hold on. We got to track him down. He was super sweet. What? Exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, most wrestlers are really, really nice people in general. Yeah, they're people. You know, they're you know? all laid back. They're all cool, but people are people. Yeah. Do you want somebody messing with you while you're eating your hamburger? I mean, it daughter, depends what they're doing. Or feeding your daughter. Like Roman Reigns yeah. caught some crap about that. You know, it's uh, like, he's like, nah, man, I'm with my family and I'm feeding my kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. But, but I yeah. Feel you. But Jericho, yeah, I can totally see that. But that's like, I, I like about Jericho is like, he takes that heel persona that way. Yeah. Old school. And he's great. He's at a position in his career, too, where he can, I I mean, he's much like The Rock. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He can come in the WWE and they're not, what's he going to get penalized for? They're, they ain't got to do shit to him, you know, no. because he's a huge star. And, uh, dude, he just announced that they're going to do the Jericho Cruise again, yep. which, yep. I mean, I didn't, I have not been able to watch any of the matches yet. I didn't, uh, I believe that was on where the air, so fight, the fight app. Uh, yeah, I think it was on Fight TV. Uh, man, but I did see like the picture. So he was wearing like gear like the Young Bucks, dude. <laughs> I was like super marking out because it's cool to see Jericho like that. It's like to me, it's like that's a generation. Like you know, those dudes had to have like looked up to him in some course, short yeah. sort of way, like them I mean, and the Rockers. You he's, know, he's like the stereo. Like a lot. Of, like don't get me wrong. We all like everyone knows Shawn Michaels helped pave the way for smaller guys. Right. Shawn Michaels is not a small guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's over six foot. It's just compared to the guys that he was wrestling at the time, right. they're all giants. The land of giants, yeah. Exactly. And that's Vince's not, land of giants. Well, I mean, you no vanilla talk, midgets. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about cartoony, you know, and all that stuff, and the characters, like the men, the workers, the wrestlers, they were all of cartoonish proportions. The people, right. You don't see that. That's somebody who stands out when you go into a bar and you see somebody who's six foot eight. <laughs> Big John you Studd know? standing at the end of the bar, go talk shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Andre would. But like Jericho went and made his own way from Winnipeg to Mexico to yeah. Smoky Mountain with Japan. Lance. And then over to Japan, taught himself, you know, the easiest alphabet he could learn in, on, on the fly in Katakana in mm-hmm. Japan, just so he could like dive into the culture a little bit and, you know, w- make his life easier. And to, I'm sure he was some aspect of trying to make sure he could. Much like make Kenny a Omega. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like those guys, like, you got to. There's a lot of work to be put into it, especially oh, yeah. when you're going to travel. But that is the – I feel like Jericho's rise is a lot of what the super indie and the indie talent in general, like his progression to through his career, mm-hmm. that's what everyone is trying to do now because that is the way it yeah. goes. That's oh, the yeah. way the whole business has evolved to. Right. And I kind of, like he may not be the exactly the first one because a lot of those guys, Eddie and Chris, uh, right. and all them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I mentioned the CB name. <laughs> oh, no, I mentioned all you want. I love the Pegasus <laughs> kid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just going to look at look, these days, it's like that's what everyone strives to do. And honestly, I feel like there's a lot of guys in wrestling and all that stuff and maybe didn't go to college. 
So college isn't for everybody, but right. I got to my world got a lot smaller. I met a lot of people from around the world, around the country, different growing up. When you get to travel like that and dive into a culture and meet everyone, I feel like you start to it's not just wrestling at that point. Your 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 humanity changes quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. When you get to have those type of experiences. I'm I, I should have cultured. Man. I should have went when I was eighteen, you know, and started training when I was eighteen, but I didn't. I waited till I was thirty two. Mm-hmm. I probably would have hated wrestling at this point and ready to like, you know, jump off a bridge mm-hmm. if I was still doing it if I started at eighteen, but it is what it is. It's not. It's not for everyone, but being a fan is. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. And it. And he's. Dude, I'm a huge fan of what that guy's doing. It's like you say. He's. He's a little bit of a pioneer in what's going on. How guys are progressing nowadays. Yeah. And just seeing the way he does things and how he. I mean, how smart is he? Like, oh, look at over there. There's BTE. They're doing real good. Oh, let me just. You know, kind of wiggle right into that. And exactly. and he's awesome on it. Yep. You know. Yep. Everybody they have on there, except for James Ellsworth, who I hope, I hope no one ever sees again. Oh God! Especially I'm... considering what was he? Was he uh, some some uh, kind of? I, I believe that that was scandal going somebody on. Somebody was underage uh, kids. Those pictures from a fake. It wasn't really James Ellsworth that sent it to the underage kid. It was somebody else sent it, and they were trying. Or is to that what up. he's saying? That's what I'm hearing so far. I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean look what happened Who with Enzo. You know, look at the guitar player from Campbell Corpse. He, he was in jail. His house blew up, and he was like, "There's aliens coming!" So he tried to attack the cops. <laughs> What's yeah. going on with yeah. the world? You know, it's 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 crazy, is what it is, man. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to see what happens at Wrestle Kingdom. As oh, far yeah. as you know, we all are kind of aware that the AEW thing is. Yeah gonna happen i mean there's they file for all the trademarks it's it's the proofs in the pudding you know yeah. hey we're not we're this is our last match with roh when the last couple of years it'd be like all right contracts up let's do another year yeah. or two or whatever well i think omega is pretty much signed on uh one year at a time for the last several years yeah maybe, so well because he knows he knows his worth and yeah. he's probably the most sought after wrestler on this face of the earth right now and uh reading some story i saw today I think all the members of the elite were offered by WWE a seven-figure deal, and they turned it down. How badass is that? Like, how hard can I flex right now to that? Well, because the- it proves that you don't need Vince. No. And I love that. I loved it as a kid when the NWO and WCW were kind of getting bigger. I loved that there was competition there, even though I grew up on mainly like the Hogan era, you know, the golden era of wrestling. Yeah. I, I just have never been a fan with how Vince... Uh, perceives like the, how the fans should consume wrestling. You know, like yeah. it's either his way or the highway, and that's not how it is. It's, it it certainly isn't now. I no, mean, it was for a long time, and I'm glad that there's a wasn't. good yeah. group of people now. And you were seeing the resurgence of territories, and that's dude. It's just great. It's great for everybody because for a long time, when I would do, I was super heartbroken when ECW and WCW got bought out it was the year I graduated high school and I was like something I never thought it would ever see yeah like I don't care how bad WCW was anybody that's going to sit there and tell you is like oh you knew that was going to happen is a liar yeah. like that was shocking probably one of my most shocking moments as a wrestling fan ever still to this day and I, I thought I was like man it's just okay well that happened that sucks Let's see what they can do with it. And then we all know what happened. You know, yeah. the whole lame invasion angle, and they couldn't bring over a lot of big talent. Well, but you can blame Buff Bagwell for that one. So. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, that's, I think that's him I and Booker were set up for failure on that. Yeah. You know, it's 
No disrespect to those guys on that. No. That's Vince's ego is just so damn huge. Well, it's, to be fair, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but there was some story that came out that someone had actually stooged off early. Really? Because Lance was supposed to be part of that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know exactly how all that happened. Like, you know, somebody screwed the pooch for everyone else that was coming in. And, and it, it kind of yeah. ruined it. So, it was so, so bad. I mean, it's yeah. what should have been probably the biggest pay-per-view ever that people would talk about for the next hundred years. The three biggest promotions yep. in wrestling were going to go head-to-head, something you never see. And it was just like... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, so to see what's going on nowadays, and you have something like All In happening, that to me is probably my favorite moment of 2018 was All In. I felt like that little kid again, and I was like, I wanted to get up and punch walls and stuff and like just go crazy because <laughs> like all the excitement. And we had since we started this show, we had been covering it since it was announced. Yep. You know, and like super excited this is going to happen. This is going to bring a lot of opportunities for people. And... Here we go, all elite wrestling, you know? Yeah. It's crazy to see where 2019 is going to take us because now, you know, New Japan was the number two. Let's see what happens with all elite wrestling. I can honestly see those guys not actually leaving New Japan at all. Um, I could see them running all elite more along the lines of... Like a working agreement with them? Well, a working agreement like they have with Ring of Honor and all that stuff. Just keep kind of trading talent. But the fact that, I mean... The money, the money isn't everything, right? That's one of the things everybody always hears. But you can't do anything without it, right? Exactly. But seven, you're talking about seven figures. No one. That's passion, right there. You could. No, I don't want but that. It's more than just the passion. It's the fact that these guys know that if they go there, they're done. They're not going to be able to control the the career that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the young bucks didn't actually own the the Bullet Club, you know, trademark. None right, of none they of didn't those make did. any money. They off all walked shirts. into that, and they but they became any... something bigger. Exactly, and now they're doing this thing. They have their merchandise sales. They're going to be earning money oh, off of God. that on a regular basis. Like they're the whether they have their own promotion start mm-hmm. or it's just like spot shows here and there, like a few all in type shows. Every are day. you a spot monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we pardon this. Uh, this is Days of Our Lives on <laughs> Juice Pro Wrestling. Then what happened? I forgot I had an alarm set for something else. My bad, gentlemen. Too late. But uh, I mean, th- being able to control whatever you want to do, and that that means more than the money you would have got from WWE. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reason why Kenny Omega has never gone anywhere else. Well, look at guys that have gone over there. Finn Balor. You know, I mean, yeah. Shinsuke is. Oh, come on now. Uh, you know, I even think, Lashley, dude, I like Lashley should have been booked as a beast coming back in, and now he's, he's just a joke. He bends over and smacks his butt. And it, <laughs> I honestly feel like the worst part for me for everyone that's come up, even from NXT, hmm. I think that Asuka probably might be the one that I feel oh, is the God, biggest yeah. botch and fumble. But and now they're trying to recover that with giving her the strap. But, but I'm just kind of like lost I, on it. How was that money in the bank? And mm-hmm. the only reason why she lost the money in the bank is because of James Ellsworth. Yeah. Coming back, which somebody took a picture backstage <laughs> somewhere somebody! and posted it up on Facebook and ended up on all the dirt sheet pages yeah. on Facebook. And I was disappointed because I actually, I was backstage that night hanging out. I got, um, we, my nice. friend and I had won an auction from the Bears Charity for a couple tickets and it was like a little mini backstage meet and greet and supposed to be like half an hour. Mm. Somebody at Allstate Arena had screwed up where our tickets were, so we were back there like three and a half hours and got to eat and catering and hang out a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sitting there. I walked nice. in. And the, first oh, per- the first person I see sitting down is Kurt Angle, and I'm like, 
Oh my god! I didn't want to walk up and bother him because they, you know you already know the etiquette. You do not go up and bother anybody backstage. Yeah, just just as a wrestler, like I don't want to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, met with a few people, talked with a few people while we were there and all that. But uh, you know, it's just like we're sitting there watching it, and I was talking. You know, the the liaison that was there with us and was like, "Oh, so somebody posted this picture," and she's like, "Oh, that's awesome," because even she didn't know. You know, not everybody backstage knows it, but somebody saw him sitting down. It's the telltale wall in the back corridors and all yeah. that stuff. But then you have her go and win, and the only reason why she won was because of that finish. It's not exactly like her going over strong. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like if you're going to put somebody over for 500 and something straight days, have her give up the title because she's injured and she's going to get promoted to the main roster instead of actually losing it cleanly to anyone. Right. How are you going to do that to this this person to build her all the way up. Okay, just screw the, job finish. I get it. But then when she actually wins, yeah, on the main roster, like this is how she wins. Like, come on, yeah. you know what I mean? And and when it, it happens, what it that's it what, what that, that's what WWE is really good at. I and think. That, well, yeah. I mean, it could be worse. It could be a full on dusty finish too. At times, so <laughs> there's somebody talk about the America Dream. It's the America Dream, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> we drop that by on a couple on you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were going to have a dusty off for a second. <laughs> oh, no, there ain't no way this isn't uh, Ric Flair and uh, Jay Lethal going off. And, like, Did I hear, <laughs> just hear, somebody talk about the horseman? You can't do me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't do that. We don't uh, have Ed here, so <laughs> Flair, it's not really going to off ride. right now. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? He's like, oldest ride, longest line. <laughs> Dude, even then, Nature Boy was on fire. Promo oh, yeah. skills. It's ridiculous. It was ridiculous to see him come back and wrestle. Although, I did the nostalgia, because let's face it, man, you're a wrestling fan. Everybody marks out for nostalgic shit. Of course. Sting and Flair one more time, even though it happened in TNA. Yeah. And it wasn't that great. I still dug it. Yeah. I, it just... Sting's bald spot really bothered. I can't. I can't see the stinger. It's got to be about spiked it. and blah. I can't. It hurts deep inside. You know, I'm a bald man, oh, but man. I can never see Steve Borden as a bald man. No, I just can't. It's tough. You know, especially, especially when you talk about going from having the bleach blonde yeah. flat top to the long black hair, the crow era. Yeah, you know, it's oh god. It's like you know, maybe it's a good thing that Seth Rollins ended his career. Oh. No, that's not a good that's thing. Not yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought I was sitting across the He's table from Bret Harker for a second. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not that sour. <laughs> sour grapes! <laughs> oh, man, I love Bret, but he is. I, and you hear it from a lot of other guys in the biz, too. Even Teddy Hart, dude. Yeah. Well, Teddy was like, it's so weird, because if you listen to Teddy Hart, he sounds like Bret a lot. I mean, I know he, it's the Canadian thing, and I yeah. know they're related, Yeah, but he sounds like Bret. He's just like, man, Brett's he's all about sour grapes, dude. Yeah. But still, hey, lose your is. lose your brother, you know, well, I mean, and then yeah. you're there's, there's a lot that, of your, the way that there's a lot of tragedy in that family, that dude. Whole, yeah, that thing and then his career getting cut when it did because Goldberg. Of, I mean, I love Goldberg, but like we were talking before, mm-hmm. you know, he's still relatively green in yeah. the business. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, his super kick was not. Super kick! <laughs> Probably the stiffest one that's ever been thrown at, but <laughs> real hard, you know. real big, real stale. Super kick to the belly. <laughs> yeah. The super that, average kick is what yeah, we call it. Super average kick. <laughs> I like that. That's like when the dudes come back, like ain't been in the ring in 20 years, much like Bret Hart did. Yep. When he had that match at Mania against Vince McMahon, it's like, why is this happening? Like, yeah. it, dude, he had a stroke. Why is he in the ring? Whatever. Yep. 
Whatever. <laughs> Since I'm on that, what do you think of a uh, you big Matt Riddle fan? Uh, yeah, I've never actually met the gentleman, but uh, I, I love his I love his gimmick because it's so ridiculous, dude. It is hearing and everyone in the entire crowd just chanting "bro, bro,", bro. it's nonstop. And but, dude, yeah. he's, he's super talented, oh, yeah. man. I think he's Very like good. the next Kurt Angle as far as like catching on, and even probably even he'll might end up maybe even being better. Uh, dare I say it? He's he's had the benefit that Kurt didn't have, and actually worked quite a bit with a lot of big names on the Indies. I mean, right, I, I've seen dude. Him, I don't know how and many he's times had some killer matches, but yeah. I don't give. A crap about anything tell me his theme song music just is not gangsta as hell and it is <laughs> dude i just man i get pumped when i hear it dude it's like some shit out of san andreas like cj from san andreas i don't know if i like his better oh. or chris heroes when he was still on the indies before he went back oh to man yeah that was it's good too like, oh my god uh, I, fantastic we're gonna have to do an episode, a future episode on theme songs. I mean, because that it just gets me so pumped. I could not believe that that came out, and it fits his character yeah. well, dude. I can tell you right now, like on my weightlifting playlist on Spotify, I have like a couple of wrestling themes on there. Mm. Of course, Kurt Angle's is on there. So, oh yeah, dude. But um, I listen to it even just for the hell of it. Mm. I love Pentagon's. Music. Oh, it's so great. When we did we did the Lucha episode, right? Yeah. And we had technical difficulties, yeah. which sucked because it was a good episode. Yeah. And uh, we started it off with that. The yep. Lucha Underground one, I love that. It's one of my favorite Cut theme one. songs. Yeah. yeah. It's that it's that song is just like it's it's a such a killer groove in general. Yeah. That it doesn't like sound like it even should be wrestling right. entrance music, but it's right. perfect. And it works with him. It works great with his yeah. character. Much... I don't think it will work with anybody else that I've seen no. on the Indies anywhere. I mean, no. honestly, it's perfect for him, and it's just perfect music in general. Mm-hmm. It sounds just clean. It's awesome sounding. Hell yeah. <laughs> I dig it. What about the Road Warriors, dude? Dude. Old school WWF? My favorite tag team as a kid growing up. Oh, like, yeah. So my my tag partner TK Zero and I down at NGW we are basically for like a year straight we're booked like the Road Warriors. We come in and basically do heel stuff, but the fans love us. Yeah, because we're just killing people. Three minutes, two minutes, just crushing people and steamrolling everyone. And it's like I have a hard time not wanting to scream. What a rush! Yeah. We walk out. We snack on danger and we die to death. <laughs> Dude, man, they. Telemark. Oh, yeah. Telemark. <laughs> well. Dude, I did that to Animal when I see him at the Fire Pro, and he just oh, looked at dude. me like. I'm telling you. I was all right, sp- I was supposed to do that show because I was still at Fire Pro at the yeah. time. And unfortunately, I already had vacation plans, so I couldn't. And I was so, so mad. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, like I said, I grew up, like, one of the, like out of all the people in WWE, uh, WWF, oh, Jesus, uh, back in the day, like, Hogan and all those guys were all great, but like the minute I saw those dudes coming down, it's like that. Those are my instantaneous, guys. Instantaneous, dude. They were so yep. intimidating, and I love. I, that's one thing I love watching on the network is the old uh, like AWA and NWA yep. stuff with the Road Warriors, just like coming out looking so badass with the spikes. They used dude. to come out with the Black Sabbath too, Iron oh, Man, yeah. dude. Like, oh, and when, even when they came back as LOD two thousand before Hawk had his oh, issues yeah. and they brought Drazen, but like, uh, well, I should, in spite of having Sonny at their side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was still a big fan of it then, too, because they're... I've seen them wrestle at uh, the Joyce Center yeah. in Notre Dame, or South Bend, I guess you would call it. Uh, this was 99? No, wait, no, yeah. this was 98. Because, they, yeah, they weren't actually LOD 2000. Yeah. 
this was like a couple of years before when everybody was, you know, we'll just throw the 2000 on. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like that, that is hands down my favorite finisher in all of professional Doomsday wrestling. Device. Doomsday Device. Doomsday Device is yeah. just like, it's good luck, kid. Yeah. You know, it's also got off your shoulders. That's basically what it is. Yeah, and doing, dude, so. they were, as Jim Ross likes to say in the in the DVD, they're, they're real big, real hard, real stiff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to i have tried to i need to get that sample um big ed if you're out there listening it's coming <laughs> it's coming i gotta find the time to sit there and rewatch the whole thing <laughs> but uh yeah i i one of my favorites and shout out to uh, road warrior animal who does the what a rush podcast they follow us on twitter and interact nice. and super nice dude man it was just it was so surreal meeting him because like yep. huge mark and fanboy for the yeah. road warriors dude like i'm it hurts my heart that Hawk is not around. Like, that's yeah, how does. big, like, these dudes were so just big and tough dudes from Chicago, you know, that moved out to Minnesota and dominated tag team yep. wrestling. And, like, had they, had they still would have been around in this era, like, maybe in their prime, who knows, you know? Because back then they won every belt there was to win. Pretty much. And, uh, you know, they 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 protected their, their characters, their gimmick, oh, everything yeah. to a T. And, mm-hmm. like, listening sometimes to... Jim Cornette talk about like the Midnight Express deal when he fell off the scaffold. Oh my god! (laughs) Not just that general, but some of the business stuff going on backstage with those guys. Like they were, they wanted to put the Midnight Express over on their way out. Right, like that's how you do business when Mm -hmm. you leave a territory. The Booker, I don't remember who it was at the time, didn't want that. They wanted them still on top. It's like no, we're we are making this decision. Like the fact that Animal and Hawk went out on a limb Mm. for essentially Midnight Express not being as well known at the time, but kind of you know growing a little bit more that just says like everything about those guys professionalism in yeah. general um yeah like you said man nothing but the lest we forget paul ellering too oh. who was super jacked too and i'm sorry not to sound you know like i'm i'm batting on the other side not that there's anything wrong with that <laughs> but i mean wrestling fans whatever you gotta love a dude with a good physique dude and oh, yeah. all of those guys had and paul ellering dude like in his early days was just super jacked man yep. This guy looked like something out of a comic book, man. Exactly. And he had the bleach blonde hair and goatee and he, the Wall Street Journal and yep. stuff. And he's great verbiage coming out of that guy's mouth, dude. Like, exactly. Tell him, Hawk. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> tell him, Animal. Well. Love it. So favorite tag team, hands down, Road favorite, Warriors. Favorite t- tag team, hands down, is a Road Warriors. Yeah. All right. All right. Favorite. Uh, who's your favorite women's wrestler? Oh man, it's a little bit uh, a little bit tough to kind of go into it now because I think uh, I can't. You know, as much as I would love to, like we talked be- briefly before, like rose colored glasses, the Attitude Era, and all that. Mm. There was a lot changing at the time, and Lita was impressive, and Trish learning was impressive. But honestly, I would probably have to go nowadays, and it's not just because she's been on top for a little bit. It has been Becky Lynch. Okay, yeah, I yeah, really, she's, really, she's like what killing she's doing. it. I um, want to see Becky versus Tessa Blanchard. Well, I think Tessa's my dude. She's she's fantastic I love Tessa too. Like, and and even before she went to WWE, Heidi Lovelace, now Ruby Riot, like right. watching her and Kimberly up at AW yep. a bunch, the two of them together were always great. Jessica Havoc is phenomenal. Yeah, dude, she was a knockouts champ yep. for a little bit. Yep. Jessica I Havoc think she was, was kinda underutilized. Well, in impact. You know, that I mean, was before Don and all them took over too, wasn't right. it? Or was it Oh yeah. This yeah. was we're talking like three, four years ago. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely then. And I mean I, I, okay, we had Awesome Kong on a show with us. 
Not at, a, at ACW. She's in uh, Glow yes. on Netflix. Yep. Yeah, the Welfare Queen is her character. <laughs> yeah, this is great. She is quite possibly one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my entire life. She was really? an absolute sweetheart. And then she had left. Shortly after that, she went over to Japan, but then had to cancel. I, her back has just been really badly messed up for a little while. Mm. And uh, I think it was just she couldn't commit to an entire tour anymore. So that was pretty much the end of her career. I think she maybe did like two more matches in the area after that. And that was a really? for her. But uh, yeah, she watching her was just like her and was it Gail Kim? They had that rivalry. That, well, she that came back, and then there was this was when the broken Matt Hardy stuff was popping off. Yeah, and then they had that backstage yep. shit with uh, Rebby Sky, and yeah, it was yep. kind of like, you know, she got the get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I awesome Kong. I totally yep. dug her. Yep. Her and that Gail Kim. Um, probably as far as TNA knockouts or impact knockouts go, it's gotta be like one of the greatest knockouts rivalry yeah. rivalries yeah. ever. Rivalry. I can't do it. Revelries. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then also we mentioned Oscar earlier. She's also yeah. she's just like her she ability. Could, she couldn't be tested Blanchard though. Dude, I just I just watched that clip again of Minoru Suzuki. Oh, oh yeah, beating yeah, yeah, her yeah. down for like a minute straight. And it's just like it's kind of uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. But you know, Asuka was like, "No, I want the respect and all that stuff." Like yeah. Suzuki might be my favorite person right now in wrestling. Nice and like, just go back and watch his stuff. I actually stole his forearm spot in my last match. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey man, the pain homage, pain homage. That's right, that's right, right. Is, yeah. we, we don't. It's we're not stealing anything here. It's, it's wrestling. Everything's been stolen a million this times. Homage, <laughs> Andre. I'm sorry. Could you say that with your accent again, Dexter? <laughs> Somebody said fromage. <laughs> Andre's back in the studio. How you been, Andre? Very good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for dropping by. I gotta go. <laughs> Later. <laughs> I love it when he drops by. He's great, man. <laughs> I was hard to believe him, that. Oh, you know, he's not really dead. He just hangs out in the green door. Hey, man, I was going to ask him how, you know, what he felt about when he first got on the ropes of how bad the Cliffs of Insanity looked to him when he was getting ready to climb up Princess Bride. But uh... <laughs> uh, maybe we can. <laughs> Yo, Andre! It was all a miniature. <laughs> None of it was real. <laughs> See? I gotta go. <laughs> he loves Bye, it. Andre. Thanks for stopping by, mate. He I'm loves a fine wine. Not by the bottle, by the case. <laughs> oh, man. That's still one of my favorite stories of all time. Hulk Hogan sitting at the front of the bus mm. in Japan. And he's Andre's young boy, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he started to learn that he needed to bring Andre, make sure he never ran out of beer. Mm-hmm. So he started to learn to count every time Andre hit him in the back of the head with a crushed can. <laughs> One, two, 22, get up, bring him a new case. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Dude, that's nice, man. I, yep. I did you you caught the Andre documentary right the HBO one? Actually, I did not. I have really. HBO, yeah, I have HBO Go. I need to actually sit How down. How have and watch you missed it. that? Do you have a Fire Stick at least? Dude, I space pirate that shit. <laughs> I, I, I video edit everything for ACW. I help backbreaker out with that stuff too. Right. So I spend a lot of time doing wrestling stuff that's not actually fun wrestling stuff. It's tedious work. You know? Yeah. So well, you know, I do a lot of the production. So. social media. Crap yep. for here, and it sucks. Yeah. I get yelled at all the time. Lynch, pay attention <laughs> to me. It's like I gotta do this. Yep. It's uh, it's it's fun syncing four camera angles and uh, audio and commentary guys now and making sure that I don't have to re-record commentary because they might have said something that's a little insulting to yeah. uh, somebody on the show. Right. <laughs> like, and I don't mean in character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain. Uh, so, hey, man, where can people find you on social media? Uh, Drex Odell on Twitter. It's at Drex Odell. Um, I have two different Facebook. I have one account and I have a Facebook fan page. I really don't post on that one very often, though, so... Um, but it's mostly just, you know, 
regular Facebook account page, and that's about it, really. Yeah. You do Instagram at all? Uh, no, that I do not do. You better get on it. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should. I don't know. It's just kind of yeah. Not my not my favorite out of all the social medias. I want to I want to start a Friendster account as Drex O'Dell and uh, see if anybody. I mean, think Dane Cook might be the only person that gets into that joke a little bit, but (laughs) Dane Cook like his horrible joke. Hey, let's turn the lights off and play. What's that one joke? What's in my mouth? Yeah, who's in my mouth? (laughs) That's for some reason that's the only joke I remember from that stand up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, good time. So. Well, hey, Drex, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, no no problem. We're going to have you on again sometime sure. if you'd like to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, anytime, just let me know. Yeah. Just remember, when you leave that bathroom, there's no music after you walk <laughs> out the curb. <laughs> it's hard to break out of character sometimes, you know? Well, you're I'm, you're I'm, living the life. I'm in a hard place, man. I just came back to ACW after being off since May, and I changed my music, and it's like I'm still getting the timing down and like what I do when I come out. You know, I used to use Ozzy Osbourne's Thunder Underground and... Oh, what are you using now? I'm using, uh, <laughs> I'm basically, my, my gear and everything is looking more cyberpunkish. Nice. So it could so be Billy a bad time with the new movie coming. Well, without the spiked hair, because you know, oh. I used to dye my hair blonde and spike it in high school like Billy. Right. All right. Yeah. They uh, could do it. I could do it. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, by an uh, artist named Scandroid, and uh, the song's uh, Neo Tokyo, but it's the Dance with the Dead remix and the instrumental version because go with that instead of vocals and all that stuff. So nice. it's like uh, electro, dark wave, synth wave stuff that's been coming back like crazy lately. Sounds like black metal. I don't really get into all that jazz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like a couple bands. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, thanks for coming on. We're going to have you back here soon. And uh, Sren, mm. cue it up for me, baby. What am up? Yeah, cue it up. Wet em 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 up. Yeah. Dig it. You gonna do sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. At Zenny, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metal men, so you save. At Zenny, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone.